All right, so this is K.A., my boy. Eddie J. And you are now listening to the In the Trenches podcast. And today we are discussing uh, wholesaling with our special guest, Tony Perez. But first, we have a couple of announcements. Um, I just want to thank you guys, me and my boy, Eddie J., for uh, participating in our $50 giveaway. Congrats again to uh, Mommy's Truth. Um, and um, she, Did look, she already get her money? Yeah, she got it. She got it. I sent it to her. She yeah, said yeah. thank you. Damn, um, that's what's up. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Little thing she was going through, so I think she was greatly appreciative Sweet. of the funds. Sweet. Power to the people. Yep. Also, we were looking to probably start streaming on Twitch pretty soon, so you can Watch me and Eddie J mow some folks down on Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. um, you play Call of Duty, Tony? I don't. I'm not a gamer. Oh, well. No, I like I like doing uh, like sports and basketball and all that. But yeah. it's all good. Nothing. It's good for the mind. You can still right. tune in, though. You can still <laughs> really tune good. in. You can still tune in yeah. and watch us. Yeah. yeah. I'm not against that. <laughs> and we also have the uh, website up and running. Um, I'll start putting the links in like, the show notes to the website and how you can uh, watch us on Twitch. But uh, first, um, basically, Tony, can you go ahead and like lead with like a little bit of your backstory? Like, where did you, uh, I guess, like born, raised? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. So my family's from Nicaragua, and I was born in uh, California, and uh, I have both cultures. I was, you know, lived in Nicaragua and lived here, so it was, you know, I have both cultures. So yeah. Okay. Um. So it's like high school, college. Yeah, like so how's that whole like adult early adult life been for you like. well uh, coming from nicaragua to um to the u.s was a big transition right mm-hmm. because what age did you move uh let's see so from i uh, lived in new york at five and then from the age of five to i was 13 i lived in nicaragua okay and um it was that coming from uh, 13 to high school, or I think it was 14, it was an, a crazy transition. Like a shock, yeah. Because over there, a person is just a Nicaraguan. If you're a different color skin, you're either blanquito or morenito, so you really don't hear like Hispanic or black mm-hmm. or white. You know, I thought it was just blanquito over there because my co- complexion is lighter than yeah. many other people. And so that was, like, I was shocked about that. And then I was shocked about, like, you know, different groups in high school, you know. Well, it's definitely and, clicky. Yeah. 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 And um, it was, the first three months were rough. I didn't have any friends. And then it was cool after I knew how the culture was. And then I became, you know, popular. So it was cool, man. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So I guess, like, growing up, like, what were some of your, like, childhood dreams? Because some people are like, yeah, I want to grow up and be a policeman or a firefighter. Yeah, like, what were some of yours? That's a good question, <laughs> man. I really, it, I, you know, I never thought about what was I going to do eventually. You mm-hmm. know, I just... Make money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. That's a great question. But um, I always saw my family work. So, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're business people, right? And so I remember my grandfather always telling me beautiful things when I was little, like... Oh, Amicarito's gonna be a salesman. He's gonna be a salesman. This guy's gonna be a salesman. And I love to, you know, because he has a business, and I love to go see him in while he was in action. Mm-hmm. And they were held these meetings, and he would talk in front of people, and I thought it was just so cool. So that always impacted me, those little things, you know, that when they tell you that you're a kid, hey, he's good at this, he's good at this. And um, you come here to America, and what happens is, um, the the culture the mindset of of the american people changes uh 
how to think because people think from a nine to five. Mm-hmm. And also what happens is, you know, you come from a Latino country to a place to where there's more um, uh, European people. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't see yourself as a boss. So that kind of, you know. Mindset is a little it, bit it, different. It, it threw me off, right? But then um, it, I don't know what happened along the way where I started, I guess, jobs and started getting experience and little things that I, I'm like, man, nah, this is me. This is who I am. This is how my family brought me up. Mm-hmm. And um, it, you would be amazed of the situations where you think that people know and you're in the situation, you're like, it's nothing of what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, you, we put all these mental blocks in our head, you know, that, that they really don't exist. And it's so something that. Would you say you came from a poor, middle class? No, rich, middle class. Middle yeah, class. middle class. Uh, yeah, middle, middle to high class. Uh, we, I mean, you know, we have people that we had drivers and, you know, Two ladies that would help out clean the house, and yeah. so, you so come that's from pretty a good. Of hustlers, then my mom, absolutely. My mother, my grandfather, my uncles are beast. Yeah. Um, and then on my cousin's side as well, same thing. So yeah, man. Uh, um, person, one person uh told me one time, man, you're a great worker, mm-hmm. and uh, that impacted me, saying, man, you're a great worker. Now imagine you being a great worker doing it for yourself. What it's gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the rewards and the benefits are a lot better than doing it for somebody else, which is kind of what we had that uh, we were throwing around like one uh, episode topic. Like I went for lunch and never came back. Oh, yeah, no. that, that that was me. That's yeah. my story. So That's his story. We'll send you the link. Um, you know, long story short, I, I was working for a couple of firms and, and that's kind of what happened. I decided <laughs> over lunch that uh, I had enough and I was a bad employee. And so I said, listen, it's time for me to go. And, and, and basically, I got fired that day. <laughs> but it was on purpose, though. That's I mean, all, yeah, you told me. Yeah, exactly. So it was it was calculated. Um, but yeah, so that's good. So so you go to high school here in the States. I went, yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I did high school. It, man, it's a confusing story. So um, born in California. From California, we moved to New York. From New York, we moved to Nicaragua. Uh, from Nicaragua, I saw a movie called The Girl Next Door, so I wanted to come to a high school. Room. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And so my cousins were here, and the, the family from New York moved to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I did high school, then I did college over there, and then I came back, work uh, for, um, man, uh, LabCorp for two years okay, in a call center. It sucked. Man, that was miserable, man. Do you think you learned a lot from them, though, about working there uh, as far uh, as, like, dealing with people? Yes, man. So you learn to listen a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, you, I guess what, what the best thing that I could tell you that I learned from there was that uh, I, uh, I don't like the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And also, if you become a robot and you, you're not oh, yourself yeah. because you're – you have to talk a certain way and you just have to be this certain type of person. And, uh, oh, yeah. It's, yeah it's I rough. felt that I got old there, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then from there, what happened was, a beautiful story is uh, I would go to this food truck. Oh, okay. Here we go. I would go to this food truck to eat tacos and I'll stand there and be like, man, that guy just made 30 bucks. Man, he just sold 40 bucks. Oh, man, this dude just made 150 bucks and like... 20 minutes, that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So um, uh, I, I had been listening to stuff on YouTube, like, you know, business and, you know, like hot dog stands and this and that and that they did pretty good. So I go to the owner and I knock on the door and I say, hey, man, I'm paying these student loans right now. As soon as I'm done with them, 
I want to come talk to you for me to open a food truck. That way you can tell me step by step what it is that I need. Mm-hmm. And uh, did they help you? The guy, um, the guy said, you know what? He said, mijo, Mexican dude. He said, hey, mijo. Just, um, Everyone's a mijo. Everyone's yeah. a son. <laughs> yeah, he's I'm saying, a gringo. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love it's a, it's such a nurturing thing. I love. I used to go to warriors for uh, work and stuff like that. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy says, um, "Yeah, man, just just come back. Don't worry about that. Just come back. I'll help you out." Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't come back. I waited until I paid my student loans at halfway through of it. And I go back to the dude and I have like, I, I call him up and I say, hey man, do you remember me? I came to your food truck mm-hmm. and I had all, I wanna, I'm ready to do it now. He How said, much yeah, time man. passed since this? About a year. Oh wow. About did he, a year. So did he remember you? Yeah, absolutely. He remembered me. I went over there and I had 30 questions. Like, he's like, look man, don't worry about all that. You got $5,000? I said, yeah man, I got $5,000. I said this. He said this. Is what we're gonna do? I'm gonna give you the meats. I'm gonna give you the truck. I'm gonna set you up. We're gonna set this up, and you'll go. What were you selling? Mexican food? Uh, uh, tacos, burritos, quesadillas, gorditas. But, uh, but, but did they, this? Did any of these dishes have like a, a Nicaragua? Uh, no, it was all Mexican food. Man. Oh wow! It was all Mexican food. The hustle, you know, Mexican yeah. food is what sells, right? And, and, and I bet a lot of your clients thought that you were Mexican, probably. Funny thing, I'll tell you. Uh, so it's funny how certain areas in the U.S. are, are with like Latino people. Yeah, yeah. People would ask me, "Where are you from? Are you Cuban? Are you Puerto Rican? Mm-hmm. Where are you like? What's a what's a Nicaraguan Mexican people thought like this? What's a Nicaraguan selling um, Mexican food?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure." I was like, yeah. "All right." And, uh, and then I moved to Arizona, and it's different over there. People are not like that, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's more like a culture thing. How It's like us. Like, yeah. we were born here, so we know the culture. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? It varies state to state, though. It yeah. Does. And it sometimes does. city to city within the state. Like, it's crazy. So how did the food truck business go? So within the first uh, month, I think I sold like $30,000, $1 tacos. Wow. Yeah, something That's like that. That's a lot of tacos. That's yeah, a lot man. of people. It was, it was crazy. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, then I made some changes. Then I learned some lessons. Mistakes came. Started losing clientele. And uh, then I had a situation with the owner. And, you know, it just ended. And then, oh, wow. I, yeah. Uh, crazy, man. It benefited my friend a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn. It's crazy. So yeah. then... <clears throat> From the food truck, that's uh, where you transitioned to wholesale. So from, from the food truck, I learned uh, that I that there was money out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. it was so powerful because I wasn't afraid anymore. Mm-hmm. Right, and like I made a lot of money and I've lost it. Now I know how. I can, I'm not afraid of that. I'm not at, familiar with. It. Yeah, so I was not afraid of asking for money because mm-hmm. people are afraid of asking for money, man. And I'm not afraid of asking for money, and I'm not afraid about talking about money either. Yeah. Right, so a lot of people say, "Oh, nah, man, how do you do it? How can I do it?" Mm-hmm. Right, because you know, if you you can help people out, man, like you really can. Mm-hmm. You you really can by telling them your story and how oh, to yeah. do it and not being afraid about money. There's nothing against that. Um, I think it's more like an old mentality thing. From there, I went to work for a beautiful company that developed myself called Seller Salesman. And um, I, I, with the first month, I sold ten thousand dollars. Was my my first month that I made there, which was amazing. Everybody was hating on me, man. Make too much money. Too Everybody fast. was. Oh, that kid is lucky. That kid doesn't know what he's selling. It was cell, cell phones. Mm-hmm. Cell phones. Yeah, 
and um, they uh, moved me out to Arizona, lived out for a little bit, and um, uh, I don't know what happened, man. We, we, me and my cousin were going to do something. He came here to Charlotte. I stayed out there, quit my, my very expensive job that I was you know, doing pretty good, and um, started buying cars and doing Uber, man. Good old Uber. Yeah, Uber was great. A lot of fun. Um, learn, a, learn a lot. Uh, a, a hustle. So um, I was able to uh, work and then sell cars. And I also had fun doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I made about, uh, with the cars, like, <clears throat> uh, quick story, right? Thir- like $30,000. Then I put it in the stock market. This was, uh fit it all. March. It was in March of last year. The best time to put your money in the stock market. <laughs> best time, to, but I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I'm just in. So you got all. You got all the third. The whole entire third. All of it, man. I buy six Bitcoin at forty five hundred. I'm not. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm learning. You up. I'm learning. I'm learning. Right? I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm talking to this accountant, my neighbor from the apartment place. Like, dude, take your profit and run. Man, so, I so want to slap that guy. So you put thirty thousand in. How much did you make? I put thirty. I, I made like five thousand, and then I put it in uh, other stocks because I I didn't know what I was doing. I was mm-hmm. learning. So you that. lost it all. I didn't. Eventually, I did. Right. So uh, the COVID thing happens, brother. Uh, I, mind you, I already have all this other experience from selling. Mm-hmm. Right. COVID happens. Um, and I lose that money. I'm like, damn, what do I do now, bro? I got two kids. Oh, wow. Listen to this beautiful story. This is gorgeous. Man. I bet they having them are like super motivating though. Huh? They're like just having yeah, those. I'll, I'll tell you this. So I was talking to one of my friends that I got in stocks as well involved. Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons why I lost money because I heard of him. I heard him say something and I bought it and it went down. So, so the thing is, I, I, told, I told dude, I'm not worried about losing it. I'm not going to lose it. And if I lose it, I know how to make it back, mm-hmm. is what I tell the guy. That's a, that's a very difficult statement. Like, you hear millionaires say that, it, it, and it's true, but it's, No one wants to be in that position. It's yeah. very difficult, and you don't want to be in that position. You don't want to be in that position. Nah, man. And it, 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 it's just, it's very difficult, man. And so, um, that happens, right? And um, we do the mass. I told you about the mass. We bought mass. We sold it. We did okay. It wasn't nothing major. And then I was like, man, what do I do? What do I do? We had been talking about wholesaling, my cousins and I, because mm-hmm. I met somebody over there in Phoenix that was doing it. And my cousins were doing real estate here. So they had heard about it, but we never did it. So that was like your first introduction to wholesaling. To wholesaling. But mm-hmm. I already knew the sales part of it yeah, right yeah. so wait before we go any further can you tell the listeners what's what's wholesaling yeah what is it? yeah absolutely so what wholesaling basically is just like anything you buy something for low and you have so many of them that you can sell it you can sell it for to cheaper to another person for them to make the money and you just keep finding things and selling it to the person like for example you go to uh, alibaba right and in alibaba you can buy 300 products for two dollars yeah. and you turn around and you go to amazon and you sell it for 15 bucks right it's not as easy as it sounds because you have to find the right product everybody's doing it yeah. you know what i'm saying there's different aspects to that right but it, but people do that like you can buy um speakers like it's I what walmart that. does honestly if you look at all these giant retail stores that go direct to like the manufacturers the yeah put mm-hmm. their markup on it and then sell it to us and that's how they make so, their so, profit so so 
you go to these people's um, houses. How do you find them? Yeah, stuff? yeah. So the, it's not like you can, you know, call up China and say, hey, I want to yeah, buy a no, bunch no, of houses. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, heard, yeah. I heard something because I, I took like this wholesaling class like a long time ago. And they said like there's the three Ds. It's like death, distress, and divorce. Yeah. <laughs> I've never dealt with the, the divorce. But um, the, the way that I do it is um, it's easy and it's hard. Right? Because... It's a grind like anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you have to work it and you have to be very persistent. And so uh, what we do is uh, now we're doing it a different way. But the way we started was um, first we started calling. But we had no idea what we were this doing. This is cold calling. And, yeah, like cold calling. And I got my first deal. I got extremely lucky, which was crazy. It was a lot here in Charlotte. Uh, I called and the lady knew immediately after me saying a couple of things that I didn't know what I was doing because of the terminology that I was using. <laughs> She's like, are you new to this? I was like, yeah, man, you got me. And um, I think we bought it for uh, 40000 and then we sold it for like sixty eight or something like so that. Maybe about so 28 grand. 28 grand, right? That one, that first one, um, yeah, in wholesaling, you don't have to put money, right? You literally... Don't have to put zero zero money. All you have to put is your your contract, right? Your heart, your your time and energy, and go to work, right? So, um, you so know, what would you say you would need to get started though? Just an app called um, you need an Zillow? app called no, not Zillow. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Zillow. You like Zillow? Zillow's cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. it's called PropStream. I I had a little brain challenge. Prop two. So Prop Stream. Prop stream. Look mm. at this man. He's a smart man making Taking notes. notes. I'm learning too. I like that. <laughs> um, if you want to work with me, you can give me a call. We'll <laughs> talk. We'll talk. good things. So, mm-hmm. so, okay, so you use this app. I'm assuming so you, this app has some type of data that points you in the right direction. Yeah, so call you, these people. you download the app. You drive. You look at, at, a, prop, at a property that's distressed, that vacant, you mm-hmm. know. It could... It could be that, that it looks, um, the roof is messed up, the yard looks crazy. You could just tell when a, the house is vacant. Yeah, I was going to ask. Basically, was like, the house needs some type of work. How do you yeah. estimate it, though? Is it just a gut feeling or just, just from experience? Like uh, Both, man. Both, mm-hmm. because you could look at a house that is empty and it's vacant that you could buy. Like, I've had that before. I was like, man... That looks vacant, but it doesn't. But I'm going to give it a call because I never make assumptions. Mm-hmm. That's a mentality that you must have is never make an assumption, right? Right, right. And so, um, you know, uh, you don't make assumptions. You just call them up. And, and, you know, the more that you do, the more chances that you're going to get to get a property. And so uh, you put it in the computer system. It gives you the information. Mm-hmm. If it's close by, you drive, you knock on the door, you do a presentation. Hi, how are you? How's your day going? Um, beautiful yard. You make a compliment, build good rapport with them. Literally, guys, I'm selling you my, I'm giving you how I made a bunch of money recently. Not, and, you're not, you know, this is for the viewers. You know, someone yeah, out there is listening. Not, not yeah, you but, guys, but to the to you, my friend, who's listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, this is exactly what I do. But this is what the podcast is about. No, I respect that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that, hey, man, you this can is, do it. This is gold. This yeah. is this, this is, is, is money. This is dinero. <laughs> so, so you, so you, okay, so you go in there. So basically, you have somewhat of an of an idea of, of who your potential seller is going to be. Um, then you cold approach them, basically, right? Either you call them or you will knock on their door and start talking to them you go to the house and you say hey i'll give you i'll give you you know 40 grand for this house and then you start looking for a buyer somewhere 
So you you do that. You hi, how are you? Let's go take a look at the house. Uh, yeah, when can we go take a look at the house? Yeah, we can go tomorrow. Listen to the story. Collect all the data that they're giving you. Use that data for you, you know, to use against them, mm-hmm. right, or for them. Yeah. And and then you hear them out. You know what the position is. You know what your position is. And uh, you look at the property. You do your research. You know, you make sure. You know, you got to know what your market is. You know how much properties cost there. How much money the house needs, right? And um, and then you say, hey, ma'am, you know what? This is what I can give you for this house. And, you know, they'll know. Or you say, uh, hey, how much do you want for your property? Right? Mm-hmm. And so then they'll tell you. And then you work from there. And then... So, okay. uh, so hold on, Tony. I got a question. Um, so let's say you see a house that's, in, that's distressed. It, it, looks, it looks very bad. It needs work. Let's say that you can make them an offer of 50 grand. And you already know that you can at least get 70, 80 minimum from it. Well, what's going to keep that seller from just putting it on, I guess, quote unquote, MLS or something equivalent and just cashing out with you? Is it just a quick cash? What, what you just it? never know the constraints all these other people are, are focused on. Is that on what right it is? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's my question because it's like, <laughs> if yeah. that, if the internet is everywhere now. And so they can quickly jump on like a Zillow or something like that to see that it's potentially worth 70. Why, why sell it to, to Tony Enterprises and not to, you know, the, the MLS? The unless, secret to that. What's the secret sauce? Is that people don't know. Okay. Oh, okay. People don't know. People don't know what the position is. People don't know. People they don't know real estate. They just bought kinda, it. Does that kind of eat at you that these people don't know about? Nah, man. I mean, that's my job. You know, it's just hey, I'm happy. Yeah, that's cool. But when you think you about money. it, it's it's no different than getting a service. Like I don't know how to be a plumber, but yeah, I'm gonna pay a guy to fix like leaks in my house. You get what I'm saying? It's no different than yeah, that. Yeah, I think you pay them for the expertise. Well, the difference with this is that hey, I bought this house a long time ago. It's been there and I just don't know how it works now. It's a different it's you know, people just bought it just to buy it and they just had it there and then you know, you say, you know, 40, 50,000 but then also what happens is you have to renovate the house. You have to put money in the house. Well, not you, you the buyer. No, no. Who, no. Who are you ta- I'm confused now. Who are you talking about? The seller? The okay, se- I jumped. I jumped yeah. through to the buyer. So the you're talking se- about the seller. The seller may not have the yeah, money to re- the seller. Yeah, the seller to remodel the house. Does it? No. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, the- you providing them a service, all the tools and knowledge gotcha. and expertise hey. you built over these over these years, gotcha. and you provide so, it to them. The, yeah, the seller doesn't know. Like they like you know they just yeah you know I was running it and somebody messed it up and I lost money and it's been there vacant. Yeah, man, I'll give you forty thousand for. It. I'll give you fifty thousand, depending on what the margins are. What did I do? I drove for a millionaire. I did the work that a millionaire will not do. He does not have time for. Yeah, man, it's, it's so convenient. exhausting, man. Convenient. It is so exhausting. I went out there and I worked today, and it's exhausting looking at the property, getting out of the car, and driving, stopping. Talking. Putting in the sis and calling him up. If, how many houses do you, do you oh, see a day? You have to do like 15, 16, man. Uh, and I did it just today for like three hours. And it was ex- it's exhausting, man. Did you find a deal? No, it's not that easy, man. It okay, takes so time. Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk, average, average. let's talk about average. Well, I'm sorry. What, what, what quick questions are you talking about? 13 to 15 houses. Um, out, of, out of those, how many, how, many, how many do you normally, uh, I guess, land? How many deals do you actually land? Um, so we started in uh, September of last year, October, November, December, we hit it hard. Um, 
Man, I I think I we did about fifteen or twenty deal, deals. Really? How many profits? How, how many profits? I mean, I'm sorry. So you did fifteen deals. Fifteen deals. But how many houses did it t- did you see? Oh like, my or? god! Like seven hundred, eight hundred. Oh my houses. god, that's true. So you know, the average there's, person does not have the willpower. Oh no, to no, do no. That, so though. so that reminds me. This speaks volumes because have you heard of Robert Kiyosaki? Yeah, yeah. He, no, so no. he's the rich dad poor dad guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he he loves real estate. I think one of his earlier books or maybe earlier videos. You know, he was talking about when he first got into real estate and he took a real estate class and the the teacher said, hey, this is what y'all going to do. He, he spoke to the whole class. Y'all got to go out and find me one property, you know, at least find one. And so the students, th- you know, thought it was going to be super easy. And he said, listen, you're going to re- you got to research at least over like a thousand. And you're, you're, you're speaking almost to a thousand to only land 13. This was many years ago. Yeah. yeah. But that's the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said most people, and when, and when they got back, when they returned, it was only Robert and a couple other classmates that came back with a property or two. Everyone else lost patience after like looking for, looking at 20 properties. And so you, 700 properties is a lot of talk. Oh my God. And I think it may be more, man, maybe more. Um, and that's the thing too, like. I told my friends, dude, I'm, they, what are you doing? And this and that, I'm doing this. And, you know, they ask. And I, I like to tell. I don't care. And um, and so then I go and I show them, yeah, let's do it. And then it's like, no. They don't have to work that. Dude, it. it's a lot. So how many, let me ask you this. How many people have you, I guess, quote, unquote, trained to try to, te- you know, they want to do this. They think it's good money. Um, and then, and how many, so let's say if you've trained 10, how many actually make it or how many quit? So we started with this one guy. Um, we thought he was going to be good, but he just wasn't. It didn't click for him. Um, and then we had this other kid who, like, the first uh, two weeks, uh, he, he did pretty good. He found a deal. He made, like, 40000 for us. He thought that he figured it out. He left. And, um, and so that that one, and now we have these other two guys that we're training right now, and they're starting to any, get any properties. girls. No girls, but women would be great at this. But the thing is, how I feel about women doing this is, you have to be with somebody, though. You know, just, yeah, just you, you, you never know, here. you never know, or have something amazing. Yeah. Call them up, hey. You ever carry a pistola with you? Nah, man, I'm I'm cool. I'm just a cool guy. Yeah, you know, no, just, has no one ever tried to? It happened one time to my cousin, man. Yeah, that's what I asked. You got any yeah. crazy stories you can tell us? Um, uh, you know, people are gonna be mean every now and then. People are gonna be really nice. Um, one time we went to this place. We saw a Donald Trump flag. Oh, no, I want to turn around. And and my cousin said, "Yeah, look, dude, let me go. I'm a little bit lighter complexion." You know, I was like, "All right." <laughs> I was this, like, "Is this the guy that works with you?" That I Wally, my cousin. Yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah, I think you're actually lighter than him, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I think you're lighter complexion than Wally. No, Wally's lighter than me. Really? I guess he's always wearing long sleeves. I yeah. haven't really seen him. And so he's like, yeah, man. Uh, so he gets down. He goes knocks on the door, and the guy pulls a gun out. And I'm just like, God, oh, wow. I can't believe this. At the front door. And he walked. He, he come back, and he was shook. And I was like, dude, he wasn't going to shoot. But still, he's I mean, I just kept my cool because I knew, you know, I don't know. I felt, you know, but he did pull a gun, man. Did he point it at him? Um... I, don't, I can't remember. He just pulled a gun out. Actually, and it happened to me one time. I, was, I, didn't, I, was, I didn't knock on the guy's door, but I went around and there was this guy outside. He looked at me. He saw that I was stopping and uh, he went inside of his house mm-hmm. and came out with a gun. I was like, oh my God, people are crazy. And I left. You know, what's funny is I'm trying to give them the benefit of doubt and, and I'm trying to think what would it look like if I was a um, 
uh, you know, someone that was just hanging out in my house and I saw someone just creeping uh, around was, my backyard. I feel like it, it no, I was never in the backyard. Or, you know, just no, creeping around the, the property. Yeah. You know, because I'm thinking, you're, you're rolling around the property, Tony. You're looking at it. You're trying to look at the roof and looking at the yard. And this guy's watching you from the from the window. Like, what is he doing? Not, like, what is he doing? No, you it's you not, may, not, not like that. Break in. I, not like that. Gotcha. Yeah, I just, dude, I, sometimes, I, that, when that happened, I was in my Mercedes, man. Okay. Gotcha. You know. Thanks uh, for tuning in to our subscribers. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. Twitter and Facebook at In The Trenches Podcast. Feel free to DM us any questions or feedback that you guys have. Um, click the link in our bio if you want to be like a guest. Um, returning listeners, please tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, new listeners, please subscribe, rate, and leave us a five-star review if you're on Apple Podcasts or just follow us if you're on Spotify. And we're also on Pandora, Our Heart, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. We're everywhere. And that's Eddie J and KA in the trenches and our guest Tony Perez. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, you guys. Bye bye.